And hello, everybody. It is I, Brian the Pirate, and I am, of course, joined by the fantastic Peachy. Pixelate! Brilliant timing. That was like to the second. Yes. That was perfect. Absolutely. And of course, the fantastic and wonderful. Pulp Fictionally. Welcome back, everyone, for those of you who've been uh, watching the last. We hope this is the fifth episode. So the last four episodes, we've lost count. I know I can't remember anymore. But, uh, I had to go back. Just and check <laughs> every, every time i save the file am i am i saving it under the right episode number i don't know but yeah i think it's episode five but welcome 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 um we have got uh, a fair few smaller topics uh, again today uh, quite a bit about uh, warhammer coming up with a uh, peachy in the second half but in the first half i want to try uh, opening up a discussion on uh, two particular subjects um both industry related one of them may go into other tangents i suspect and that will be the first one um ai art has been banned by many major developers so they've gone okay we're not going to use ai art because then we're going to open the floodgates to uh, to copyright issues which i think is reasonable for them to do considering how much they would be on our asses for copyrighting their stuff and things like that so it'd mm -hmm. be very hypocritical of them not to be proactive in that space then but then you have Ubisoft, and they have decided that they want to. Uh... It's like everyone went, "Oh, let's go over here just to be safe," and you said, "Went, whoa!" You know the the meme of the car just pulling off the highway. That's Ubisoft. Exactly. Yeah. So for those not uh, on the uh, the down low, Ubisoft developers or develops Ghost Writer AI tool to first draft NPC dialogue. So they're actually using like chat GBT effectively or the equivalent thereof to go, okay, I've got a, a farmhand in the north continent of Kalimdor in like World of Warcraft. What kind of dialogue would he have if he had two wives and a dog? And then he basically just writes the dialogue, uh, the dialogue for them. And then people get involved in the, uh, the bit thereafter. So my discussion question that I thought I would pose is, where do you draw the line when it comes to AI? Especially when you consider it's used in like literally just making levels, like procedurally generated areas. You could use it just to formulate different types of trees and shit like that. Or you could have it write your dialogue for you. I, for one, with Ubisoft, I can't wait to see how that turns out. I have an issue with it, but I really want to see how good that's going to come yeah, out. Yeah, to see how bad the it is. Good as in, like, definitely going to be awful. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's actually, like, um, the, the, one of the ways I found out about this is I was watching uh, Skillop's video about it. Mm -hmm. And as a bit of a skit, he had his editor write a question to ChatGPT saying, what kind of conversation would I have with this person or two NPCs have? about the monetization in ubisoft games and it had that conversation and naturally expanded on it and was like yeah they they do this shit in a lot of games they should like stop doing that and the, the actual ai generated dialogue proper went in on ubisoft for being bad about it and it was all like accurate they do do it in a lot of games and things like that and it even commented on specific games and how the monetization was a trap and stuff like that so mm -hmm. It could be really good, but it's still got the ethical it aspect could, of it. It could be. I mean, I was going to be mean be like, I mean, Ubisoft isn't really known for, like, writing the best stories either, so. That's true. That's true. You, you may, exactly. If you subtly notice an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to be good. It's there funny because, like, um, I have, like, so I have a little funny anecdote about this. So I, I can't, like, 
be very explicit in like what I do for like my day job, but I recently, but I do transcription work. And not too long ago, I was working on something where they very blatantly use AI to make, to do all the dialogue for like right. these people. And they, ba and these people sounded like NPCs in video games, but it was like, not good. <laughs> like, like it was the whole time you're listening to it. You're like, something sounds really odd. Like the whole time I'm just like, I'm texting with my boss going like, something's odd about this audio file. Like this doesn't sound like a person. Right. And like we the, did like a, we like did a little AI digging. Kind really, of thing. It was an AI and right. it's, it sounded odd. Cause it sounded like a computer. Right, so, so instead of paying voice actors, they just had AI generate a voice. Per but not script. just that, like, they obviously had the AI generate the uh, the dialogue as well. Right. So not just did it not sound like a human speaking, it they weren't saying things humans would normally say. Like, like, the, like the verbiage would be odd. Right. Or, like, just, they would sometimes be re uh, redundant. So I, I'm, that's why I said, I, for one, am really interested. I, it's, I have issues with, like, you know, taking work away from actual writers right but i really want to see how bad this is gonna be because i've i've witnessed it before and it's gonna it was fucking hilarious right right <laughs> how about uh you peachy i don't draw the line you don't okay no uh the reason is um i've, I've spoken about this before ai is coming mm -hmm. there is no stopping there is no pausing yeah you cannot stop what's about to happen. This is like when the internet hit, like when smartphones hit. This is the next thing to change the world. Things will completely change when AI is fully working. Mm -hmm. um, I don't trust Ubisoft to use AI correctly. I think yeah. AI is a tool. Now, you need to train AI, right? You have to train it yep. on whatever that is. Now, in most video game worlds, it's not the real life. It is a video game world. It is designed. You've got your head designer, your art style. You've got everything designing this world. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're training the AI to make... Um, they did say it was a first pass, a first draft, because you are going to have to go over that stuff with, like, human eyes. Yeah. Like when you upscale textures or something. Someone Like, if someone doesn't look at that afterwards, you get... the. What, like Gran Turismo, um, not Gran Turismo, Grand Theft Auto Remastered Ultimate Edition, right? If you need someone to check that over. But if you've got an, an, a design and narrative team training an AI, that means you're going to have so many unique NPCs, mm -hmm. right? right? They're going to be different because an AI can just smack. If it's got the correct training and if it's used as a tool, which so, is what it should be. Just interject there. When, with regards to the correct training, are you saying it can only be trained on the artwork created by the employees or would it still I'm on about specifically uh, writing a script. Right. So would it only be training off the script or dialogue or text specifically no, written by employees it, or can it be out for? It should be trained by the people writing this narrative, right? I right. agree with that. That's that's how you should do it. It should be used as a tool. Like when we got Photoshop for the first time. Photoshop, you know, th there was people just spamming stuff together and hitting all the filters and stuff. It's yeah. never as good. Like art is not as good unless there is an artist behind it. This is going to be, this needs to be used as a tool. It's going to be eventually used as a tool. Everyone is terrified and scared because mm. this is a tsunami. Like, this will change everything. AI is going to change everything. Like, we've oh, been yeah, working on algorithms for a while to do, um, to emulate the power of an actual AI, right? Right. Right. 
this is like, you know, an algorithm times 10. It's a tool. If you get a narrative team to train this AI to write speech for loads of different characters, you're going to get so much depth, so many different characters, right? Obviously, they're going to go to a writer for the important yeah. script stuff, right? right? Again, I don't trust Ubisoft. I can finish that sentence there. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, they're going to do whatever saves the money. Um, but when we talk about AI as a tool, there is so much potential there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I fully agree. I was more commenting on how I'm pretty sure that Ubisoft is not thinking that far ahead in this in this act. And that's why I said I can't wait because I want, really want to see like how this actually comes out because I have already witnessed what AI sounds like when it's very clearly not trained by a writer as you've, as you've worded it. And I do like, I've actually like had this, like had the conversation before about, you know, I'm not really that concerned about AI myself because it really can't fully replay, like, fully replace humans. You need, it's going to require humans to, you know, exactly as you said, use it as a tool and we have to train it and teach it. So when I see people, you know, worried about all the, you know, where it's going to take over, it's like, what's this is going to be Skynet. Um, you know, I, I'm not that, that concerned. So, I mean, in this case, in what, I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, you were a lot more eloquent about <laughs> I, I've been talking about this for the last week on my stream. So I guess my, my thoughts are pretty formed. At this yeah, point. I haven't That's streamed fair. this last week. So, um, yeah, so I haven't really had this conversation to, but because when I just saw when I, I think I, I only just heard about this today. So, but I, to be frank, I've had my own personal issues. I've been not, not really on the internet. Right. However, um, yeah, so I, but I have had this conversation in the past in regards to uh, specifically AI voice acting. Cause like I've seen that was like a conversation, like people worrying about AIs replacing humans. And that was always where I drew the line or where I kind of, where the line I stood on, which was that, it's not really ever going to sound fully human. It may be like somewhere down the road. It will. It will. Not it now, sounds, It already, like, it's, if you listen to a sentence from an AI, if you take out a little section of that and go, oh, that was real. Yeah, but we're talking, like, full-on yeah, conversations. They've, yeah, they've got a piece that is working and is just 100% there. It, Maybe. It's going to be at a point where you can't tell. Like like how um the, uh whatever the... Um, art one is has fixed fingers. You yeah. can still look at those pictures and go, "Oh, that's AI. That's AI." The thing yeah. is, I would argue it's at the point where it already is because not everyone, I, and I say this as someone who works as a tech engineer and has to deal with a variety of people's skill levels and stuff when it comes to tech. There are people who will see the things that are co currently coming out and will and have fallen for them. Like there's the image of the Pope in like some big jacket yeah. that that wasn't even that great. Yeah. Like it was good. Like his fingers were scuffed, but enough people didn't pay close enough attention to see the scuffed fingers to see it was to believe it was real. Right. And then there's the like the presidential I, call recordings that people have faked. Yeah, there will the, always the, be tells. But at the, the same bionicle time, podcast. I, I suppose <laughs> the, the best <laughs> example I can give is we've all we all get spam in our in our emails. And we look yeah. at it and it'll be like, dear darling, I am from the FBI and you have won $200,000. Someone is falling for that. Or the for Nigerian that. princes coming yeah. at you. <laughs> but someone is falling for that. But it's obvious to us because we know we're tech savvy. We understand how that works. Mm. But that is not aimed at us. We just be, happen to be caught in the email no. 
spamming you're totally, you're totally right i i'm i guess like when i kind of forget to look at to filter those thoughts where it's like for me i can hear the difference yeah when i hear an ai voice but you're right i i'm i have the trained ear well i, I listen to voices right for, uh, I, I interpret for a living so i actually that's true I, so I, think, I, I so I actually can pick up I, I my hearing's really good too because of it. I have to have really good hearing. So I have to like listen to like certain nuances. And when I can't hear those nuances in like, you know, the just like what someone's saying, and like I said, like I can hear like redundancy sometimes. It's just some odd like you can valley, but with voices. But for me, and it's and this is just in my this is from what I where I was coming from. Like I can I listen for influx in voice. So like one of the arguments I've used with this, and of course I'm I didn't I'm not filtering the idea that people who aren't used to listening to things like or look stand as closely as I am aren't going to think this way. I listen if you re, if you say one sentence, it's very difficult to repeat the sentence the same way exactly the same as a, like an ai would be able to do they would have the same they would not have to worry about having a difference in influx right. and you might not realize it but you're always going to have a change in your influx when you repeat a sentence even like that's why you see with like voice you know voice actors they have to have so many different takes because they might have a slight difference even though maybe most people might not notice it and it sounds like one take is just as good but you do 10 takes because there's a different influx in every single one because no repeat segment is going to sound the same. Right. Yeah. But I, there you go. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, that's fair play. And, and well, I think I, it's right. I, I think, I, I think not just like other people will notice that as well. I know yeah, you I, are an uh, expert in your field and you will like, well, what the fuck is this? What is that? Yeah. But, it, it sounds like, really uncanny. It's odd. Like, you know, when you watch like a Marvel movie or whatever and there's CGI everywhere, you know, it's CGI. That yeah. your brain just inherently knows it's that uncanny valley it's like oh it's there but there's i don't know my brain is not it's going to be like that it needs to be used like the voice acting thing i i can't really see how that's being used as a tool it'd be great for memes i actually know for where oh, it is being yeah. used currently yeah, okay. uh, for localizations and for censoring and shit like that so uh, there was a video i saw recently where someone posted the original uh, scene and the person was like swearing and things like that um, and then they ended up censoring it so it completely redid her mouth to match what she was saying and she spoke in like other languages changed the lines to take out the swearing and stuff like that and it was all AI great censorship terrible use of the <laughs> yeah but like obviously that's like a, that's, a good, profanity. that's a good use. <laughs> that, that tool is definitely like if um if any of us are making YouTube videos and we want to make it I don't know um Chinese, let's say. Yeah. We, we're not going to hire someone to go over it and do it in Chinese. I can see it being used there. But when mm. we're talking about top level voice actors, not, not, like even actors can't hit the level that voice actors can in a video game if mm. they're just using their voice. Like, I don't think it's going to change up there. I don't see how people doing voice acting will be able to use that kind of thing as a tool. That's going to be a different area using that as a tool. Yeah, or that's Ubisoft that's soft going. I'm not that's paying anyone. Yeah, let's, let's just get this chat GPT in. But I suppose that that's the fear, isn't it? That some corporations are going to go, okay, we're not going to do this because there are X and Y regulations prevent us from doing it, such as copyrighted artwork. Mm. But if they find an opportunity where it's like, I can do what I want. I can make voices out of no one, mm. where there's nothing to prevent that other than potential copyright based on the data set to train the AI. 
Yeah, if you're making it out of no one with a, a, a data set that is legal, because yeah. mm -hmm. the, the way the way at the moment AI is using it is not correct. Mm -hmm. um, Adobe is taking stuff from people, and technically that's legal because they didn't opt out of the thing they didn't know was happening. Yeah. Um, <sighs> should, there should needs to be definitely needs to oh. be regulation um but uh don't be scared like it's coming oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah i that's what i think no one should be scared like I'm no you shouldn't be I'm scared it's just for the better for the most part you know yeah. and I, smartphones connected us like it improves society i mean like so, even things like tiktok are utilizing ai for the filters like it and we've been utilizing yeah. it for a while so it's like you've been using it without even realizing it and I think the point is we're getting to a stage or have started at a stage where people are making things with a sentence. And I don't just mean art or dialogue. I mean, uh, so for example, the um, action RPG community for Diablo 4, they needed a logout macro for the hardcore players. And hardcore, for those who don't know, if you die, that's it. Your character gets deleted. So they have a macro in a lot of those games to exit the game just before you die they literally <laughs> asked chat gpt to write it what so they were What's like the difference between <clears throat> going to a paste bin to get that yeah but to go to a paste bin to get that you have to know that paste bins exist github etc and things like that you've mm -hmm. got to be in that realm of knowledge to begin with it's kind of niche chat mm -hmm. gpt is being introduced to things like bing and other, like Bard for Google, although we've heard that it's getting trained off chat BT, uh, GPT, which is quite funny. But um, yeah, so like these are going to be accessible to everyone. And they literally were like, logout macro for Diablo 4. And it wrote it for them. And then they had a logout macro for Diablo 4. There's people who are using like plugins and stuff for chat GPT to basically make Jarvis for their home, where they've set up microphone arrays, rather than just going okay, Google to not trigger anyone else's listening, <laughs> like, and then give it a command or give it a suggestion that it is pre-programmed to it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you have it to say something Google. specific. It picked up Google? Oh, I apologize. But yeah, like, it, it has to be told something <laughs> specific, like, turn the lights on, turn the lights off. Whereas with ChatGPT, you could be like, um, tell me what time I need to be in LA when I want to fly over for a wedding in October or whatever, you know, and things like that. And it could be, okay, this is all the information that you need. And it's, it's bespoke, it's custom, it's whatever you effectively want it to be. And it's already surpassing the common household technologies that we're using at the moment and at a rapid rate. Mm -hmm. And because That's it's doing amazing. that and it's so unknown, people are then go in, Ooh, how can we get rich quick? And that's where all the shitty things come through, yeah. like the yeah, copyrighted yeah, yeah. art and the voiceover stuff. So I wholeheartedly agree there should be regulatory action to prevent people from, you know, using it maliciously. But overall, I am very, very excited for what AI can do for, for humanity. There is obviously the argument that it will replace at least some of the lower-end jobs. And if you replace the lower-end jobs, then you could be... Um, stopping people or preventing people from getting the experience they need to get to the higher end jobs to begin with and there's arguments like that that could be made but i but think doesn't overall... that mean that the higher end jobs will be even higher because and then the people at the lower end are going to accelerate to a point that is much higher than they would before potentially and that's the thing it's we won't know until it's really been tested fully in the field will we 
because it could be that people go oh i need to be more skilled so they have more um, motivation to become more skilled or it could be that people go oh i can't do that or it, it becomes that all the higher end jobs become extraordinarily competitive because all the lower end jobs are being done by machines <laughs> kind of thing you know what i mean mm -hmm. so there are those arguments you could potentially make but ultimately we're not going to know until it happens because humanity is so motherfucking unpredictable do you remember in the 80s a lot of teachers um math maths teachers uh went on strike to ban calculators i didn't but oh go is that on. right i didn't know that yeah because they thought there is now no need for a maths teacher because everyone has a calculator a, they couldn't stop calculators. B, we still need math teachers. <laughs> we have a lot of very powerful calculators. We're using a very powerful calculator to show you this podcast. Mm. Um, I, 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 there's obviously going to be growing pains for anything. Yeah. But this is this is going to be great. This is going to change our world for the better as long as as long as we can get some regulation in there and there will be regulation because everyone can see this coming everyone there's there's people who want to put a pause in it who even have a like a, a thumb in the pie of like open what, what's the open one open open is that, AI? Chat, is that the one because elon open musk ai owns chat gpt or, or oh there we it. go elon musk has fingers in that pie and he's calling for a pause. But when <laughs> multi-billionaires are calling for a pause, it's because they haven't figured out how to make the most money from it yeah. yet. And they're and like, wait, guys. <laughs> we want our ideas to be ahead kind of thing, yeah. 100%. I, I think it's... I, I'm not, I don't think it's nothing but a good thing. There's going to be bad, bad stuff in there, obviously. There's going to be. But it's essentially going to be great. Yeah, it's, it's going to change our it's world. It's going to be used incorrectly a few times. It's it happens all the time. Yeah, like with everything. Yeah, email. Even now we so, get spam. Even, <laughs> even in some ways, like yeah, even in some ways, like the internet was a mistake. A lot of ways, the internet <laughs> was a mistake. You know, people are going to use things incorrectly and for malicious intent. It's with everything. So I mean, but being afraid of it is going to stop it. Right. We should just go oh. in cautiously. Yeah. Yeah. Being afraid of it is going to stop us from learning. Yeah, no. exactly. Perfect way of putting it. That's exactly very true. I say run head on, baby. Let's go. AI the world. Right. Next subject the Unreal presentation. Oh so my no... God. Wait, I need tissues. <laughs> <laughs> so I know uh, Peachy saw this one. Did you see this one, uh, Paul? I did not. So I would like to. I'm going in as the, uh, you know, the new eyes. Let's go. So what I'm specifically showing on screen now is actually the Fortnite engine or the Fortnite builder within Unreal Engine. So you've got Unreal Engine, which anyone can access. I have it downloaded on my computer for stuff that I want to do in the future. Um, but then you've got the Fortnite builder, which takes aspects of Unreal Engine. but makes it extraordinarily more accessible. So like Joe blogs off the street, like, I want to make a game kind of thing and use pre-made assets that are configured to behave in a certain way so you could essentially like build an arena plop npc soldiers in it and not have to program them how to behave necessarily they will just all act like guards that would shoot on site things like that so it, it it looks crazy and like some of the stuff they've been showing um for like uh hell um what's the name senua sacrifice or hellblade that's it like the the facial oh, yeah. stuff that's a that's a great thing. holy shit 
the stuff they've been sharing for two is absolutely oh, crazy. I, I've only seen, uh, there was like the brief like gameplay um, like trailer. Like that was it. So there's has there been new footage using Unreal or is that, or is that what you're referring to? Uh, yeah, so you can see her oh. acting on screen now. And then within seconds, they have an, like a graphical version of her. Like she goes, oh, oh I'm, I'm going to be sad, I'm going to be upset, I'm going to be angry, I'm going to smile. And then they go, okay, let's take that footage here and now. And within minutes, they end up just displaying like this really sick, completely CG version of her. And it's a, it's still a little teeny tiny bit Uncanny Valley because it's still computer graphics yeah. at the end of the day. But they make her in seconds with this engine. And I don't everything they've been showing has been absolutely crazy. So yeah, as you can see on the screen now, for those of you who yeah. are audio listeners, you've got the actress on stage at the presentation. She's just been recorded doing some lines and stuff. And then it's it's literally about three more minutes in the video. They've got a completely CG version of her uh, as if in the game Hellblade as well. It looks absolutely insane. What did you think, Peachy, when you saw it? Uh, I, to be honest, I um, what I took away from the whole video, the bit I liked the best was the jungle stuff. Right. Because it's so dense, and I, I just love that level of detail. It Tools are, like, the, it's the pipeline, this, right? Like, you, you can just, you don't have to spend, like, months on this, and that means you've got months to spend on something else mm -hmm. to increase and add to your game like how quick they can put stuff together like when they when they showed the um Fortnite arena thing mm. it was like boop 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 they just you know how long is that going to take you to make in older style engines right it's the pipeline that makes me excited of the graphics of the um the truck going through the jungle was i was just like this is so fucking beautiful and the simulations of the water but yeah, it's the the big takeaway here is the pipeline. How how much power a developer has. Uh, this is going to be great for um, smaller type, like you know, Hellblade. There, I don't know if they still are, but they were indie. Like, yeah. And when they launched their game, I was like, wow, this does not look or feel like an indie game until you finish it and go, oh, that was quite short. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine they could have the length, but with that level because everything's so much faster to do and you can get to the first step like the uh prototyping a level um again in that jungle scene where they're like oh let's just put stuff here that's pre-made and then we send the artists in afterwards but you can test gameplay and stuff and really start to get that art style and the design of a level working with the gameplay and the mechanics so much quicker it's that's exciting that's exciting i think it's gonna obviously have a, a broader appeal to indie companies especially because of how much it shortens that pipeline but also it's it's kind of going the way of roblox but hopefully less predatory kind of thing with um obviously with roblox uh, oh, for those who don't know the, the fortnite thing yeah. yeah so uh users can make their own games and just immediately put them out into a playable state and people will pay to play them and buy them so it's kind of like a, a marketplace they remonetize child labor. Yeah. yeah, essentially. But Fortnite could do that, but for through an ethical means <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously there's a lot of con controversy behind how Roblox did it. But yeah, like again, like streamers could be like, you know what? I kind of want to make an event for my community and stuff like that. And they could literally just make content 
and then it gets sold through uh, the Epic Store or whatever. So Does it, this um, shorten the gap between um, indie and big publisher? Or are big publishers going to take this and go even further? I, would I think it's I think it's the latter. I, I think, think they're going to go even further. The tools will help indie, but I don't think it narrows the gap between indie and AAA is, per se because there's there a, a lot more behind it, such as marketing. Well, it's all about the budget alone. That that's what separates the two. Is that indie indie companies, indie developers don't have the kind of budget as AAA. Even though I think artistic integrity separates them the other way as well. I do, yeah. I do agree with that fully. But when it comes to like you know, just when it, I don't think it's going to shorten the gap at all. I think it's if anything, it's going to add a, a better better tools to in the to an indie developer's repertoire, which I think is excellent, because now they can fulfill you know fulfill their own visions a lot better and easier, utilizing the Unreal Engine. I mean, I don't think I can give an accurate opinion on it because I don't know what the cost materials is effectively for making a game if you know what i mean i don't know mm -hmm. how much it costs to develop I'm just, like well i'm just talking out of my ass no but i mean no i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> the, the perspective budget, i'm about to give hinges on knowing what i'm about to say basically the the yeah. spiraling of budget in triple a is man hours yeah yeah like man yeah, hours is a, a huge deal and because if you're adding the facility for people to be able to maybe drop a few men or man hours or women, of course, uh, from developing because you've got the tools that do it quicker. Yes, that means that they can reroute some of that budget towards things such as marketing and stuff like that. So I think it will have an impact, but it will be very incremental. I think at the end of the day, there is, the, uh, like Pope says, the the budget is a huge disparity. Triple A, mm -hmm. friggin' Forsaken, a hundred million was their budget, and yeah. they still fucked up. Yeah, how much well, that's that's the thing. And I'm not saying that the difference in like the uh, you know, the gap between them makes one better than the other because like, yeah. there are some brilliant indie games and there's some fantastic AAA titles too. But then you know, you got some really shitty indie titles and real and obviously we have Forsaken. Right. <laughs> so, I, and but that's I think but that's what makes it that separates the two is just always going to be yeah, the the man hours but also just how many people they can recruit because their budget is at, like virtually infinite in comparison to an indie developer yeah but and, indie budgets aren't gonna change no that that's what i'm saying it's a diff like so we're gonna get much better material but the yes. success of an indie company hinges a lot on marketing so you could have the best yeah. tools in the world but if no one knows about your game no one's gonna buy it which is why some of the most ex like successful ones are the indie ones that are Double actually published be behind like epic and sony and stuff like that like Hellblade was indie, but it was published essentially and marketed by Xbox quite extensively. Um, you've got like High no Five Rush and stuff like that that looked like an indie game was in a small studio, but was technically published by the biggest studio, which I think is technically Bethesda, who owns Tango. Oh, apparently, we keep saying Forsaken. It was Forspoken. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't it was remember Forspoken. the name. It was that terrible. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, like it, it's very much monetarily controlled rather than technology controlled i feel like is what i'm trying to say if anything it will help people who start indie studios get familiar with higher end technologies quicker because it's easier to use and thus those people will probably be able to move on within the industry but an overall studio probably not mm -hmm. if that makes sense i know better tools for creative people is good. yeah 
that's if that that's, does that's, mean that's we the bottom line here. Better triple A's. I'd love to see a, a good triple A because the last one we just had wasn't great. I mean, well, that's the bottom line RE4. here. Is I feel like it's just give, providing a better tool for for people who do not have the budget. I was as... talking about something we were going to talk about in the second half. Oh, <laughs> fair, fair. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm actually quite excited with the Fortnite builder because whilst I don't play Fortnite, I've seen what they've done. Like whenever they have their like new seasons and shit, the shows and stuff they put on in their games are actually insane and they're literally giving hundreds of thousands of people access to do that for them as well and have you seen how crazy people go in games how many great <laughs> games have come out of mods this is it's, it's lowering the bar to get in so yeah i'm going to be keeping an eye on it i'm going to see because we, we could get the next dota or the next battle chess or the next moba you know what i mean that and i don't mean moba as the genre as in we could get new genres from people just having the freedom to quickly make games without needing extensive uh education in those fields you know what i mean i think that's pretty, mm. pretty sick and the people with extensive education in those fields are going to produce better stuff yeah but g games go hard man <laughs> games go hard games, games go, go hard. hard they do so uh next thing on the uh, agenda as it were was uh, linus tech tips got hacked oh man um, oh i heard about this i don't know much about it but i heard about it it's quite an interesting one because and he's been having a bad run well he's well that other run was just he didn't understand what no i, I know it's just like <laughs> it was conveniently after that but that was just genuinely did funny. you see luke's face I, yes i did oh my god he's like i'm so fired <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i know that's why i was saying it's like if man, he's been having a bad i mean obviously this is worse but like that if that didn't get cleared up that could have been really bad too <laughs> well, the interesting about how he got hacked was it was technically due to one of his own employees, but it wasn't necessarily like a digital security issue. Social engineering. Yeah. Someone got social engineered. So what actually happened is um, someone on their like marketing team who deals with like sponsors got an email that looked like it was from a sponsor and was a genuine email and they sent some kind of like a, a thingy deck, I've forgotten what you call them, but what you go through to obviously see what the activation is and what's required and all that shenanigans. And that PDF file ran some malware that took basically all like your cookies and stuff like that from your browser session. So session that, tokens, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and session yeah. tokens, which means that the hackers were able to basically replicate the browser of someone who was at Linus Tech Tips and pretend they were them. So they didn't even have to enter any passwords or anything. They basically just replicated yeah. the person's browser and that happened to all of their channels. And then what happened is they took most, down like most of, the most of the channels, sorry. Yeah. But they took down like most of the videos and then just started doing a live stream on all of them, pretending to be Elon Musk, having this like yes. AI generated <laughs> conference call to try and sell people fake digital currency. Um, thankfully, not a lot of people went for it. And uh, in a lot of ways, that's the problem. If you're a Linus Tech Tips viewer, right? You're, probably quite informed even if you weren't right. when you started watching them you're probably a lot more informed than you were <laughs> yeah for sure for sure so it wasn't probably the best audience to target <laughs> with that kind of thing but it was crazy how it was so easily Scary. doable and it took him quite a oh, while to get it back we'll as start well. for trying 
And he did half of it naked. Yeah. He woke up in the middle of the night and was just sat there with his security camera pointing at his dick. He's <laughs> just like, oh, oh my God. Fix this I, shit. I definitely missed something good then. No, he, I just, he I didn't get his hour about the hacking. Yeah, no, <laughs> he basically did a video and they he's got security cameras in his house so they showed blurred versions or censored versions of him like literally panicking in his house trying to get stuff sorted at three in the morning but yeah so uh everyone be very conscious of what you store on your computer basically change your passwords regularly be safe and all that but i thought it was yeah. wild that that happened it's something like that linus tech tips like you can understand because they are a massive company now mm. they, yeah. like they are a large company um but it's still scary that someone as clued in as, as yeah. everyone who works there, that that can happen to. And you're like, well, I've got no chance. They did have a silver lining. Oh, I don't have a giant <laughs> YouTube channel that has multiple millions of subscribers, so I'm probably safer. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. But they, they did have a, a silver lining. The, um, they have their own um, video platform Float called Floatplane. So I actually drove loads of people to Floatplane who have then like stuck around thereafter. So like, oh yeah, this is actually pretty nice here kind of thing. So there was a silver lining. But I just wanted to mention that because I just thought it was kind of wild. Like uh, said, you could tell when Linus was talking about it, like they were they both Luke and Linus were just drained. Like you, you can tell that they've been working solid and still haven't caught up with their sleep. But like you could see in Linus like how good he felt um, that people would just behind them 100 yeah. percent. like you could see it in his eyes he was like i'm i'm in love with my community right now right and right yeah. yeah so there was a silver lining but <laughs> linus tech tips gets hacked that's a right. story yeah hopefully we will uh, see less of that or less of that type of behavior off the back of that because obviously to youtube and google linus tech tips isn't exactly nothing and that brings a lot of mm. attention to potential security uh, flaws in their system and also their wallets will hurt because they notice all that traffic going to a float plane. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and all right, let's get the next subject on. So the next subject is a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Column A being Ubisoft have pulled out of attending E3, but it's okay because E3 announced about a day later that they've canceled it. <laughs> so, um, F's yeah. in the chat for E3. F's in the chat. Have Absolutely. either of you been to an E3 before? No, but I used to watch it religiously because that was my cathedral. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. That was where I went. But Jeff thingy with his Game Awards. I, Papa I'm not Jeff. Actually, I'm not. Papa Jeff's like, yeah, just head over here, boys. <laughs> yeah, of thing, like, straight away. Fucking sunglasses on. It's like I wasn't. I was like, oh, that is sad because it's been this monolith for so long. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of heritage there. And I like I've watched so many of them announcing games and and but yeah we got we got papa jeff so i'm not actually sad but it is sad that yeah. e3 is more than likely not ever coming back like like yourself i feel like i'm more sad on behalf of other people because yes we have got the fallback of summer games fest and all the individual announcements that a lot of these people are doing like sony they do their own state of play thing now nintendo has nintendo direct Microsoft are doing um, multiple presentations throughout summer from what I'm uh, aware of. But I never went there. But I know what it's like to go to something for, in my case, like music festivals or TwitchCon, things like that. I know the vibe is entirely different when loads of people gather for one common interest. And yeah. it feels a lot more familiar like that. Mm. 
but I wasn't part of that, so I don't care, <laughs> kind of thing. But I, like I said, entirely understand that people are going to be losing a part of their, their ch growing up, like their childhood or their teens, especially in the uh, early 2000s. But uh, E3 was a legend, and we, we, have, we have lost a legend. And I, 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 I invited I one time to go, but I didn't want to go. <laughs> I, I, that's personally because I hate conventions in general. And right. personally, like, I, because I, my brother went, uh, years ago and my fiance is gone um once in 2013 but like from what i already knew in in advance just from like working in like gaming like with just even just at gamestop that that's not really a great environment for women in general right no. um so i kind of like was kind of like i'm okay but i also don't like to attend conventions as is i work like uh comic-con and stuff like that and i i'm okay with going to them because I have the protection of the booth. Right. But um, I don't like to go to them. Besides, I'm short. So <laughs> right. even, if, even if that wasn't the case, it's like, it's not really easy for me to navigate conventions. So I was okay with that feeling. I mean, I can completely understand that standpoint. And hmm. it's always something that's going to be in the back of women's minds when going to any kind of public thing where especially if they are a public figure and they're meeting and putting themselves in a vulnerable it's position not just that it's the tech industry in general yeah it's not it's very it's a very different vibe for women and like at the, this was like years ago and so at the time like you know just when i was working in a gaming store just being like you know gatekeep just there for working there it's like eh, i'm all right i don't need that shit in my life no that's fair play um but yeah e3 is cancelled it's okay because Papa Jeff's got his all, so fret not, people of the world. <laughs> the uh, the next subject then is with me. Ah, dolphin. Oh yeah, dolphin. I saw added that. To Steam. Dope. Nobody I use tell dolphin. Nintendo. Don't tell Nintendo. I, I don't know any. I don't know anything about dolphin. I totally have used dolphin once no. or twice. But I never. I have never. My games still still work. Yes, I mean emulation isn't illegal. For those who are not mm. familiar with it, um, emulation isn't illegal. What is illegal is pirating games. However, if you own a physical copy of a game, you can make a ROM of it and play it via an emulator, and that is entirely legal. I actually use the ROMs. Dolphin emulator on on Twitch, and I I but I do actually own the physical copy yeah. over there. I just don't have a GameCube I anymore. Yeah, you you just made a copy of your disc because that's how it's legal. Yeah, because if anyone asks, you made you made that copy. You 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 made it. Yeah, you, I you, made the copy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have a CD-ROM. Yeah, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. But no, yeah. So that it is one of those gray areas. But as we all know with Nintendo, they don't give a fuck about the gray. <laughs> oh, they don't. Nintendo, mm. in they? So how do we think Nintendo? I suppose is the question here. How how do we think they will react? Do you think they'll I don't think they'll Valorant? react well because one of the things about emulators prior to this is uh it was always just like you had to go searching for it and mm. it was always a, like niche. having it on it was niche like sure everyone knew about it. it was that open secret everyone knew about emulators and roms i think the first time i ever used one was like back in the day like in the early 2000s for like a, a might have been a sega game <laughs> Not not Nintendo, <laughs> but like yeah, it's it was always that open secret. Like, but you had to go searching the internet to go find the ROMs and finding the emulators. So having it this easily accessible doesn't seem like a 
a great idea, at least specifically for Nintendo. Like if it was like maybe a Sony, like Do PSXE. we think Steam are taking a stance on this specifically? Steam will probably look at that and look at the legality. If they're not giving you BIOS, which are legal, and games, which are legal, if then what I remember correctly, there's no legal takedown there for the for the Dolphin. So like the GameCube, I don't think it's required. There is any required BIOS, unlike unlike PS2. Well, the the so BIOS there might that's where they can get around it. In Dolphin, they've written their own BIOS. Oh, okay, is that is that true? No, I don't know. I I don't know that that much about it. So I'm not, I mean, but from what I, I understand, like when you if you were to get like a like a PlayStation Two emulator you would have to get a different BIOS for it. Like, if you're going to... Yeah, because like, that BIOS is copyrighted. It's region-locked. And I don't remember the GameCube being region-locked. So, but with the... Um, oh, I don't know. I could check, but it would take me an hour to go to the locker. I, yeah, I, I can't be asked. <laughs> Honestly, I can't be asked to look it up. So, again, I'm talking out of my ass. But, I mean, I had used the Dolphin, but, I mean, I in my experience, it was kind of buggy, like, at times, like, crashing and things like that so oh, emulation I, is is not it's very 100%. buggy it's so buggy it's not like that that's the thing is like especially like it's a lot easier it was a lot easier when it came to like super nintendo games you know because they weren't the technology is we, we have so up much power compared to that little fucking chip that they had <laughs> so now it's like in comparison you know when it comes to like the the more recent the the system or the you know the generation of games the harder it's going to emulate. Yeah, there's, there's going to be like anti-pirate because we have anti-pirating software now, and we didn't have that back in Super Nintendo and NES. That's why it's so much easier to emulate those games. Right. Do you think if Nintendo was to go, oi, here's a cease and desist, based it on some bollocks? Do you think Valve will go, Ugh, I can't be asked dealing with you? Okay, sure. Or do you think Valve will go, no, Nintendo, we're Valve. Fuck you. <laughs> and then go to call. You know what it. I'm thinking it might be the loophole here is they're not selling they're not uh selling ROMs. They're yeah, not yeah. there's no ROMs available. But it's just the emulator. And that in, in and of itself legal. Yeah. Yeah. That, that in and of itself is absolutely legal. Like maybe, you know, you might get Nintendo saying something, but realistically there's not there's no games. It's a, it's not even their own copyright. And I, I don't know. I don't I don't know that much about mm. I mean it's, it's always Nintendo. They're very I, I can valve have proved before that they like will step up. They have proved before that they will just go roll over with, with some things that right. might have a legal precedent or something that is, you know not quite right when we're talking about things like um disputes about does the publisher own the game or the developer own the game i think that's a little different than um software which is perfectly legal i think that's I think that's where i think this like, is the loophole no. is, i think this is the loophole is that it's they're not, not even a as loophole, long as they don't though, is it not that loophole like, well, i mean technically it, it well okay so they're let me let me rephrase it it's a, they made the emulator more easily accessible to people who are interested in emulating the games however as long as they're not selling or distributing the roms on steam nintendo can't really say anything i feel so but they will is what brian they, is i mean they yeah. will but like they're not gonna get they can't like they're not I don't know. See, this is where it gets... I can't this, see there's so many, rolling over it's on so this. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's so, it's so difficult questions. to really have an opinion on this because I don't really feel... I feel like with the emulation software, they're not... It's not exactly like... It's not stepping on, on that many toes except for the fact that it's making it more easily accessible for people to pirate games. Yeah, I think 
it should be uh, there should be boiled down to two questions the first question is do we think nintendo are going to do something about it on yes. the basis try. that they have in the past because people who have just emulated stuff and done so legally have still gone like people have I think they, had their I videos taken down for showing emulation despite the fact not even showing nintendo games you know things like that so yeah nintendo if, stole their own emulation software as well so <laughs> well there oh, you go they? so if we think they the will... mini nes thing oh yeah that's right that's right i actually have one of those <laughs> yeah so if we think that they will challenge valve yes. do we think valve will roll over and be like i can't no. be asked with nintendo i don't think they will no I, this would be the first nope. time nintendo has had to fight with anyone that and big. i think valve is smart enough to not allow roms on their platform either they won't, like, they won't be. Yeah, they, they won't be. There won't be. Yeah, they won't be. That's the thing. That's I don't think they're they're going to roll over because they're not selling. And I think that could be even their defense too, that they're not selling the ROMs. Mm. It could also and mean new GameCube games. That is, maybe. Don't see it happening. It could. Uh, it, it. I mean, like the homebrew scene is pretty fucking wild. Well, if you go in homebrew, if there is something it. like on Steam. There's the other thing on Steam too that everyone is... has installed. Like someone who's like, oh, homebrewing. I could, I could put this on Steam. This could be DLC for Dolphin. So then it, that, it could make the homebrew. I don't know anything about this. I suppose it could. Basically and as long as I feel games. like they might not even be telling people where to get the ROMs either. Like you got to figure. I think like they're just. No, they're not. No one's dumb enough to do that. Like there's no. No, way that's that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like know, I don't think they're. They know. What, yeah, that, whoever, whomever, like, you know, when it comes to Steam, I don't think they were dumb enough to put, like, access points to the ROMs. And that's the thing when it comes to emulation and why it's, like, that open secret. It's, like, you have to know where to look. I mean, it's not that hard these days. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's always been, like, you have to go searching for this shit. Google is your friend, the classic. Google is your friend, yeah. Any, any so people are gonna, and, But as soon, as long as you have... But as soon as some people are going to download this emulator, they're going to be like, oh, fuck yeah. Especially because they're not selling it. It's free. I went to go look. No, is, this, is it free? I didn't know if they put a price free. tag on it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I put to... it on my wish list because I want to keep an eye on it. But um, it's free for, it's going to be free for download, apparently. Nice. I'm going to have to give that again. Oh, uh, wait, let me pull it up just to double check. Let me double check before I say anything. Yeah, it's uh, I can't, it says it's I can't see him be... selling Dolphin. Because no. that's kind of open. Loads of people work well, on it. Well, not only well. that, if they're selling Dolphin, that. that's actually a really dick, that's such a dick move because <laughs> you could just go on the website and go download it for free mm. now. I, I so. do think that, um, like, maintaining our history, um, like, of gaming. They're also huge. not using Nintendo's name. Um, yeah. They're specifically what? saying Big N instead of Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. So they, I, they they know that when they put it on there, there's going to be pushback. Um, and they specify but, that it's a, just a tool to run run legally obtained copies. Mm -hmm. So they are trying to cover their basis on this. Preservation. We need emulation for preservation. Yeah. Because big companies don't there's, care. There's so many games, though, on these older consoles that nobody has ever even heard of. And you're not, there's no hope of them being re-released. There's no hope of them being remastered. And it, it sucks because, like, maybe it was a third-party developer that's no longer in, you know, in business or, um, you know, what have you. But, you know, that's, that's somehow, sorry, that sometimes that's the only way people can gain access to some of these games is just through Some emulation. fire alarm going off. Yeah, is that beeping? <laughs> no, 
I'm sorry, that was my coffee maker. I guess <laughs> oh, so off. good, oh good. <laughs> it sounded like it was coming I'm, from my house. I'm sorry, I didn't think you could hear that. It's apparently today's the day of all sorts of noises. My dog's is having a is having a field day because she's you know. Oh, good. She's being about I, preservation. I, I would like to point out that yes. um, uh, Switch Online's um, they got some interesting games coming to their emulation. Yeah, I, I've been well. One of the things I oh, I did appreciate, like I used to have a Wii back in the day. I never got a Wii U, but I had a Wii back in the day. My I remember my Wii stopped playing Wii games, which great. But I did used to use you had it one a lot. Job. Wait, I know, right? It just decided to stop working. But it played GameCube games still, and I had it for the uh, the virtual console. I think I left it at my mom's house when I moved out years ago. Um, but anyway, uh, they one of the things I really did appreciate about it was it had access to some like only like Japanese released games that I would have never outside of obviously emulation, but like have ever known about and they they did a really good job with that and in, in that not that they didn't release everything but there is some like new shit that i hadn't even heard of and there are some really cool things that they could that were released in the states or i don't know about europe but at least in the states so i would like hopefully they you know come around and like actually re-release them because i don't think that they're doing a bad job except they are because there's so many games and they only like are gonna trigger what is gonna get them clicks oh, well, but there absolutely. are some gems in there um my chat pointing out something called retroarch do you guys know what retroarch is i don't i don't yeah, retroarch really is a front end for emulators um uh, a lot of pies will run this if you've got a little emulator box which i've got back mm. there um it, that that's not the same thing they're not supplying an emulator for anything they're supplying a front end that you plug your own emulators in so it's not quite the same area as an actual breakdown, a digital recreation of an old console. It's not quite the same, yeah. but it is just as legal. Okay. But I would argue because it's not quite the same, it doesn't get quite as much of a spotlight yeah. put on yeah. it. Like the this... Dolphin one is a Wii and GameCube emulator, emulator. which is exclusively Nintendo shit. <laughs> mm. So Nintendo might be like, you want me? And also, having said that, RetroArch has been on Steam for a while now, and I mean, it's never just, exploded. It is also saying that, I mean, this is kind of neat if you you can breathe new life into it for community-made mods, and it's like, that's kind of neat. Make it a little easier to modify the game. I never modified a fucking shit. But it, yeah, <laughs> well, it does, but it does huge, say, dude. Uh, it's huge. No, I'm like, not like on, on an emulator. I never got it. I never could be asked to do it. <laughs> That's fair. So um, Nintendo will be litigious, uh, and Steam but will like I said, they're avoid. That. They're trying to avoid uh, Nintendo's name. Um, they're saying like return. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just the software. So I don't actually think. I don't know how far Nintendo can get. We need preservation. We need. We need preservation. Nintendo like Internet Archive. Look at what's happening there. We need yes. preservation. We do. I agree. This old media. Um, speaking of the Internet Archive, probably won't talk about this week because I want to see, because it's a, an ever-growing story, but that yeah. is something to uh, like and subscribe to, uh, people who are listening at home for future episodes. We're probably going to be discussing that in bell, detail at be some point. Bell thing! Hit the bell! Hit the bell. Have you ever hit the bell? Don't hit the bell. Never hit the bell. Good no, God. No. I mean, hit the bell if you're watching this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the next uh, subject... Probably just a quick short one. Tetris movie is reportedly quite good. 
Okay. What is it about? I didn't so even look this up because fuck off. Basically, <laughs> no, it's basically it's about the creation and like the legal battles the creator of Tetris had to go through before being able to actually have it as a game. Oh, it's like a documentary. Oh, yeah. okay, that's neat. It's but it's, it's not like Battleship. No, no, no. But it's 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 not like someone's hey, made a Rihanna's game role, movie about Tetris. It's more of a this is about the a biopic. <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a, a biopic, I think, is technically the, the correct oh, that's genre actually, Okay, that's actually kind of cool that they they made it into a biopic instead of, like... Please tell me they're not calling know, it the what, Tetris what, what, movie. I think it's just called Tetris, to be fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Apparently, it's I, actually still... genuinely good. Like, they've got some decent actors for it. So I just thought, might, that's dope. might be worth putting on your radar. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Russian? Um, Russian? I believe so. Or Russia is involved somehow. I, I know Russia's involved somehow. I just, I feel like it was made in Russia. Do you know what the pieces in Tetris are called? Tetris? Tetronimos. <laughs> really? I would have never known that, so I appreciate that. There you go. I'm just... Had I'm we watched the movie, we probably would have. So let's all, let's all watch the movie. Um, if, if, if you are right. Interested. I would have known that if I watched the movie, but you know what? Here I am fucking up and not watching the Tetris. Goddamn. <laughs> If anyone is interested, uh, it's on Apple TV who are doing a free trial, so it's worth, from what I've heard, just getting the free trial to give it a gander. Oh, Apple fuck that movie. Fair enough. <laughs> so there you go. But if you're if you're interested, yeah, I'm not interested in Apple TV. Oh, I forget. People can't tell I'm being sarcastic if they can only hear me. Should I be like, and now audio I mean, there's viewers? Some good shit on it. I don't have it. Peachy's scrunching his face <laughs> in an ironic fashion, as if to say. <laughs> But the next thing it's too is... lazy to get another streaming service. <laughs> too many. That's that, not that's, sarcasm. That's true. That is an they're issue. Streaming fair. services are going down. It's they're turning into cable. Nobody wants cable. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want cable. Someone. Probably. I don't. I don't have cable. So when I see at when I pay for like Hulu and it's like, what is this a commercial? I'll, <laughs> I'll stick to my YouTube. Thanks. Yeah. With my YouTube Premium. The next thing to discuss very uh, swiftly is Tony Todd won't shut the fuck up <laughs> and doesn't respect NDAs, apparently, um, or is very oh, bad God. at respecting them. So Tony Todd is voicing uh, Venom in the Spider-Man games, I believe. And he's like, oh, yeah, the game's probably going to come out in September. <laughs> Spider-Man 2, he's like just dropping it like it's hot. It's now a oh. deleted tweet, but afterwards he was like, posted a picture of him with black contact lenses in, like just underwater with his mouth submerged and he's just like i'm not going to talk anymore kind of thing but yeah he basically just announced <laughs> spider-man 2 in the uh the best way that someone not familiar with the gaming <laughs> industry can do it does Oof. tickle me the difference between like the ndas in the movie industry and how like actors slip up and do shit like that all the time sometimes on oh purpose. is tony todd do i know him uh he was the candy man oh shit I just watched uh, Final Destination and Final Destination 2. He's he's in those. That's why that's relevant. Yeah, doesn't he play <laughs> the voice know. of death or something like that in there as well? Kind of. No, yeah. He's been a while like since I saw those movies. I think I have to hear his voice to remember him. Like, I'm drawing such a blank. Man. He is the Candyman. <laughs> he's the Candyman. The candy man? Okay. Have you never seen the Candyman? I have seen the Candyman. Yeah, yeah. fair, fair. He is I, candy I have man. to hear the voice again because I, I can't. Like I said, I'm drawing a fucking blank. So bad. No, it's it's cool. Wasn't but... he in Day of the Dead as well? Dawn of the Dead? I think he was in a few things. I'll quickly look it up. But uh... I'm looking it up. I, I have to look it up myself because now I'm, it's just going to bother me. I'll let, I'll let Pope do it then. But yeah, it's probably it's... been a while since he's worked on something with fans that are that rabid then. If he didn't oh! think it was a big deal. 
Oh. Well, I think it's more of a gaming industry thing because NDAs are quite a big deal in the gaming industry. They're, and, they're mm. so fucking... They must Some be in co- movies as well, surely. Yeah, they are. But oh, yeah, the, damn. He was in all. I recognize this guy now. Yeah, Final Destination. Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, you're you're very close. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I've seen this guy in a lot of things. Yeah, so you can't shut the fuck up? Yeah, so he was just like blurting he was out in the on Crow, Twitter. Wishmaster. Yeah, he's been yeah. in yeah. a few things. He, he's a horror fucking legend. Yeah. He's been about. His name just wasn't clicking with me until I just I just saw his face and I immediately recognized him. NDAs are not guidelines, and he's probably going to pay a fine for that. <laughs> Something would, would have occurred yeah, out of that. But then I, again. Yeah, th- I've experienced like a leak happening before. In my, with my company I've, I've mentioned it briefly and it's a it's a scary thing to deal with when they're trying to like hunt that leak down you're like oh god i hope i'm not the one right so him just going out there doing that just tweeting about like, like yeah, jesus September. christ i remember like I... shitting myself dude the first when i experienced that it was with square if enix I, if a company breaks nda like a journalist company um, or a publication breaks NDA, all the other ones will also break it because they need to be, you, they can't be first, they got to be next, right? right? They will all break it, but this is the voice actor. So there's probably publication going, oh, we know a lot about this, but we signed the NDA. Can we, it's been broken. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I, think that May I count. note something? I just noticed on his uh, filmography, I just had to point out, he was in a movie called Bitch Ass that released in 2022. <laughs> I just, I, I just zeroed in on that one so hard. Check out It's on um, Prime Video. And Sky right Sharks. Now. He's also in a movie called Sky Sharks. So he's. Sky Sharks. Oh, that's great. There's some. There's some good. There's some good ones here. I'm. I'm gonna probably go down this man's uh, filmography eventually. <laughs> we'll just watch everything. The hero of B movies is who he's going to become. Apparently. Oh dear. Well, he's found out about the gaming industry then. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you don't give, give a fuck. <laughs> he, he, he did delete the tweet and did, like I said, a, a picture of himself in a hot tub or something with his face or mouth underwater. As, like, I'm not talking as anymore. As one does. But yeah, like, I think he'll be <laughs> fine. But it, it he'll probably get him. a fine, if anything. He'd be fine. He's not is, He's not like, this is his first gig. <laughs> right, he's got, right. He's got, he, he he's got B-movie money. He's fine. Apparently he gets he's, a fine. He's got B-movie money. He does it a lot. <laughs> Apparently he, he does, does he? shit like this a lot. He's just like yeah, so he's just a liability, it. and they're he just, just like yeah, leaks. fuck it, yeah. Cast the guy. Yeah. Oh, oh, bless him. Should I'm not gonna lie. So with his no fucks given approach, then it makes him my hero. Fair, <laughs> fair. Should we uh, take a quick uh, break? Yes. Let's yeah. No break. pooing though. No pooing unless you weigh yourself before no! and after. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break, folks. Uh, probably about five minutes. Get yourselves a drink, a snack. Go rest your legs, stretch your legs. And uh, we'll see you shortly. Welcome back, everyone. Part two of the Fully Rendered Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on social media. We have a Twitter. We also have a YouTube. We're also on iTunes. We're also on Spotify. So follow those if you want to listen to it uh, more often and whatnot and on time. But um, should we go into the next? just play it to go to sleep every night. Play it to go to sleep. If it helps, the dulcet tones. 
But uh, yeah, so for... <laughs> I have not got dull pounds, <laughs> my dude. I'm a screechy mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But uh, My voice two. is not soothing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's trying to balance out me and Bob. <laughs> just, just with a bit of ASMR. I'm, really, I'm very honest. shrill. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm with you, dude. <laughs> Jumping into part two. Hit, okay. <laughs> We're going to have Peachy take the lead because he wants to... Uh, Expand on what he discussed last week. Uh, Okay, now, Brian has told me this uh, segment cannot take three hours. So, a Decepticon! (laughs) I've just ripped (laughs) my notes. Um, Okay, I'm going to ignore a bunch of stuff, but um, I I have been speaking about some things, um, which all came true because I'm fucking so intelligent. Oh my god, and handsome, obviously. Um, so care. the f- the first thing, right. uh, you all know where I'm building up to, but the first thing is we got new Terminator models, and I've been wanting new Terminator. I think everyone has since the launch of the Primaris Marine uh, for the uninitiated. They changed the scale of Space Marines. They made them um, a bit taller. They they made their legs and arms. It, they they just look cooler. But in the law, they introduced this new soldier so you've got the firstborns which are the shorter ones and then you've got the primaris marines which are then the tallest ones and there was a lot of ooh in the community but everyone kind of settled down because the primaris marine models look great they didn't have any terminator models they have launched now a new terminator model it is um it's bigger than the old Terminator model. Um, it's bigger than the Primaris model. So its stature makes sense as the Terminators are the super heavy armored, essentially walking tanks. They are people wearing a tank, essentially. This is like the heaviest, most protective armor. Um, but the design is perfect. It looks like the old school Terminators, which is such a cool and iconic design. Um, and they've said in the law that both firstborn and Primaris can wear these. This doesn't necessarily mean they're Primaris uh, Terminators. These are just Terminators that look better on the board. And I think universally everyone has been like, I like that. That's good. So those are beautiful. I'm going to buy some of them and paint them right up, Um, which I said was going to happen. I I said, I even tweeted at Games Workshop, new Terminator models, and they went, "Mm, I don't know. Uh, The second thing that I guessed is Lionel Johnson is back. It's awesome. He is the Primarch of the um, Dark Angels, which is a a faction of Space Marines. Um, And he has been asleep for 10,000 years inside what they call the Rock, which is essentially the fortress monastery of the the Dark Angels, um, which is what is left of their planet after it got blew up. And they just just buck around space in that. It's pretty cool. Um, He has aged... Regarding the picture on screen, the little dudes to his left and right, are they supposed to be like regular sized people and he's gargantuan or? Um, not quite, but he is gargantuan. Right. Um, so a primary space marine is like eight on eight feet tall, seven right. and a bit. Um, prime, um, then Primarch, this is a Primarch, this is a son of the emperor, um, of mankind. Uh, yeah, he's you know nine feet he's he's a big guy those little guys 
are watchers of the dark and they've been looking after his body for 10,000 years. Uh, and he is aged like, um, so we had a Primarch come back, which was Reboot Gilliman, and he's all fresh faced because he was in stasis. They pulled him out, they saved his life, and now he runs the Imperium. This guy has not been in stasis, and you can see he's got this old knight vibe going on, which is the coolest thing. Um, his shield is also the shield of the Emperor. Um, although we've seen rules for it and it's kind of boring, but it's still the shield of the Emperor. He doesn't have the sword of the Emperor. Gulman has that. Um, he is back, just like I said. And the most exciting thing, just like I said, 10th edition has been announced. And it's such a good idea because 9 has become a convoluted mess that even veterans are like, I don't know if I want to play that. Um, what they they've they've been using a lot of buzzwords and stuff, but I, it, they kind of resonate with the whole hobby. I think is uh, simplified, not simple. They want people to be able to play this game without having books and books and books open on the page and skirting back and forth and going. Well, what happens if they're four feet from this grenade and stuff? Um, they are going to give us rules for free. This is a huge thing. It's always been books. They've never given us rules for free. They're going to give us uh, rules for our army, which is going to be uh, one to two pages max. So you can have your book open. Um, all your um, little dudes, your little armies or your hero figures will have one data card, which will tell you everything they can do. And everything is now being rolled into one thing. So you've got the rules of your army and the basic play, right? Right. And then each, um, say, say I get... This is my dude. He's a hero. I put him down there. He can do special things. It's on his card. On his turn, he does those special things. I don't have to go through loads of uh, different stages of the game where, okay, now he does magic. Now he um, runs up and stuff. They, they're trying to bring it, um, make it simpler, but they don't want to remove the depth. They have been like, like really beating that drum that they do not want to make it stupid. It's obviously going to be dumbed down. Right. To, to, to simplify it. Yes. Um, but they really want this depth. It is going to be set in the fourth tyrannical war, uh, which is Tyranids. This is the fourth time they have invaded. Um, that's why we're getting new Terminators, because Terminators fighting Tyranids is just what it's about. Uh, the, the major thing, I'm trying to go quick here, but the major thing is that we are getting free rules. Digital. That is really cool. They've never done this before. Um, they have said that they will be bringing codexes back. I assume in a, in a less state of it's not quite rules. There might be one or two interesting things for heroes in there and data sheets, um, but it's probably going to be more fluff and lore and um, different battles you can fight and different ideas for setting up armies and stuff. But free rules. On day one, every single army in Warhammer 40k, and there's a lot, are going to get rules for 10th edition for free and you can just play you can just get your army and play if you don't have an army they are also going to tie in um these start collecting boxes essentially that will have a thousand point army that you can buy this box paint this box you can play a full game it might not be the perfect you know balance um for the best version of your army but you can just buy one box paint that box and play that box and this is exactly what 40k needs 
and I might start playing full scale 40k now because I can just have a page of rules and play games and I can get other people to play it now instead of going, well, first of all, you're going to have to spend 700 pounds and buy these books, this guy, this army. This is, this is brilliant and exactly what Warhammer needs right now. And I think the, the surge of people getting interested in Warhammer is just going to go up from here because now people can play it. What do you think drove the decision? Do you think it's a case of they are getting caught up with the times and things being so much more accessible on the internet that they've lost sales and publications of their rule books? Or do you think they've just gone, we need to expand more, so let's just open the floodgates and make it more accessible? So I think there's an aspect of of that. Like D&D 5th edition was just like, hey, anyone can play now, you know? Mm. Um, but they have been earning more and more money like warhammer is getting bigger and bigger and bigger that mm. people who've never even heard of it know what it is now right. like you it used to be like you'd know one guy down the pub who who'd heard of it and maybe had an army you could play that was about it um and now it's a lot more just in the zeitgeist people know about it we got the henry cavill stuff i i think it's actually driven by the people who are playing the games because everyone is like ninth edition is now a mess it is so complex and i've been playing for a long time and i don't know how it works um it's also got probably a little bit to do with america getting into warhammer and americans love to play warhammer right british people like the hobby you know yeah we do there's a bunch of us who like to play as well but like we just the hobby builds the build a little guy paint your thing you got an army play with your mates america is like tournament i want to play a game i want i want balance and they can't balance what they've got there's too many armies now with this simplified idea that is all digital oh we need to change this role we need to nerf these guys and we need to buff these guys boom it's done right i th i think this is um oh we are getting bigger let's make people be able to get into it Okay. So I, I don't think it's a, oh, let's just make it accessible. I think they realize how inaccessible it has actually become. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I kind of, it sounds like it's going to be a lot more easier for like people like myself who never really, I had never heard of Warhammer really much until like obviously a few years ago. And so when I, so it was already like inaccessible and like just entirely daunting just the thought of just go getting into the whole fandom so it's mm. well the emperor of mankind um was born <laughs> we're not going down the law <laughs> we're not going down the law we're not going down the law yet we'll have our whole special episode of peachy explaining warhammer and i'll have my notebook out the entire time episodes that would be dude <laughs> I reckon you need we should so much do that. Pre-information before I can even begin to start. No, that's your job. We'll, we'll make we'll make it a side like project, like podcast two point <laughs> Hope versus Peachy and Warhammer. We'll do it a patron and Brian can sit there and go. It could be a whole patron only like a, it. Could, it has to be a series. I feel. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do different law things in the tiny knowledge that I have. Yeah, exactly. Potential I've learned project. everything from Lou. And at the end, there's so. a pop quiz. <laughs> I would actually love to make that content, and I would just be the host. I'd get a bow tie and everything. I'd be like, okay, Pulp Fictionally. So you were told earlier that the Emperor of Mankind can unscrew a light bulb using only his mind. Real or false kind of thing. And then you could be like, I don't know. But yeah, something to perhaps do in the future. It's true. He's so in my chat. Yeah. He's, it's true. It's true. PG, in my chat, 
Peachy, the body, the body video of Warhammer. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Not, yes. not quite. I just enjoy I, it a lot. And you right. just take in a lot of lore. There you go, I, Brian. I, I finished the Warhammer segment and it only... Oh, did that take half an hour? Not quite. It was, okay. it was closer to 20, 25. No. Hey. Why are you lie? You tell him yes. Yes, it took 12 years. <laughs> it took 12 long I years. I was at the beginning of this podcast. we're only in 30k. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, to move on, uh, Atlas Fallen has been slightly delayed. It's not a huge delay. I think it's been only by about a month. Are you two familiar with Atlas Fallen? Uh, no. Um, wait, which one? Atlas Fallen. So it's the same devs No, as I'm not. I was Surge. actually going to ask, what, what is that? So <laughs> the developer behind it, Deck 13, they made a game called The Surge. We oh, well Deck 13. And the game is a... Uh, Souls-like, so instead of being like a, a warrior who just has a sword and shield, you'd be in a mech suit, and then you can modify the mech suit, and it was like a really janky-looking mech suit. I'm not like talking like anime, you're in a mecha kind of warrior thing. Like it was just like you've got um, a, what you call it? Ah, I've forgotten the word. The where it's a type of like piston. I can't remember the word, but yeah, you have like things on your arms where pneumatic like pistons on your oh, on your arms or something like that, and you you have to chop off limbs of the enemy to get upgrades. So you're like, oh, he's got arm. yeah, he's got like a really sick sword like attached to his mech armor. I'm gonna have to chop his arm off so I can take it and use it. And then in the surge two, they took that and expanded on it and made it even better. And it's uh, a really I good. I the first one because of the vibe of the closed inness, but it is a good game. I, if anyone wants to start playing the Surge, play the Surge too. It is objectively better, but I just love the first one. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I think that's very much a pulp game, actually. I think you'll really it actually enjoy that. does look very much like a pulp game. It actually comes out on my mom's birthday. Hell yeah! It's I'll buy it for my mom's. I'll buy it for me for my mom's birthday. So <laughs> to be clear, that's my gift. The Surge looks like a pulp game. Not necessarily Atlas Fallen. Atlas Fallen is. I don't know. Atlas Fallen actually does look kind of neat, though. Yeah, so Atlas Fallen looks kind of neat, but it's a different spin. So they've gone from like the high end combat, because the surge is difficult as well. Like if you put it on the spectrum of Souls likes, it's at the top. Um, oh, okay. Whereas... I found it easier. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I would it's say... It's because the gameplay just worked for how I yeah. want to play a Souls-like. Yeah, I think if you were to do a poll, most people would say that the Surge is generally harder um, compared to, like, Demon Souls especially and things like that. But um, Atlas Fallen, they've gone with a completely different genre, which is fair play to them because you don't want to make the same thing over and over and over again. Did but, they do Lords of the Fallen? Uh, I think they were involved in the development they i think it was co-studioed with the original one i think there was lots of stuff that went down um but they're not making this the current one you can uh, at least confirm that, that dude's armor that's dope with his hood this fucking thing that's dope yeah so it's very much an adventure game uh, i haven't got anything on screen to show but the uh, the format is a lot more casual friendly and it's a bit more you, you'd see a lot of things like if anything you'd probably play a game where like this reminds me of an action adventure game from the xbox 360 era or something like that or maybe the xbox one era um but yeah it looks like it could be really cool i do like deck 13 games so hopefully it's all right but yeah it's been delayed for anyone that was interested uh the next thing to discuss is probably uh zelda did you guys see the footage that they actually released what no. did they release well i i did see some clips uh on twitter <laughs> so, 
I so didn't. I, I, didn't I didn't. I I've been like so checked out this whole week, so I missed what if it was this week. I yeah. missed it. So in the last week, they did a presentation of ten minutes of gameplay, actually showing what's new in Tears of the Kingdom, as opposed to everyone just going, "It's more Breath of the Wild," and you can make vehicles essentially out of pieces of nothing and you could just be like i'm going to turn this vehicle into a giant penis that can fly or something like that you can literally make oh, what you want um it actually <laughs> genuinely <laughs> looks like really fun but it also at the same time at least to me because it's in the exact same engine and whatnot it's it's breath of the wild with new features in a lot of ways so i was just wondering is this something to that... get those features in are they gonna have to remove <sighs> i mean i'm I'm gonna be like I'm a I'm a big Zelda fan. I'm I was very not I wasn't super crazy about Breath of the Wild. I know crazy because everyone loved it. I didn't re I wasn't really crazy about it. So I'm I'm not been really keeping up with the uh, the updates for the sequel because I I'm very mad on the sequel because I didn't really care for the original. And that's only the but to stat to elaborate on that, it's only because I didn't feel it didn't feel like a Zelda game to me when I was right. playing it. It was fun. It was it was interesting, but it was it didn't feel like a Zelda game, so I wasn't really super crazy about it. And so when I saw heard about the sequel, and I I I haven't really been just keeping on board with the uh the um the updates. That's fair enough. One thing that they've uh, kept in the game that a lot of people I would say were hoping they wouldn't, and that's weapon durability. Durability. That's but... what I saw on Twitter. I was like. Oh. But you can make weapons out of like sticks and rocks and forge them mm. together to make like a rock That's club. And you That's can make a... That might fix it. That you can always have. You don't have to just grab what's there. You yeah. Can actually I I never like the the well. The, I'm sure there's still breakable weapons too. I fucking hated that. Yeah. <laughs> Everything still has. I was so salty about it the whole time because even the master sword could break. Yeah, and, then, so and everything else can still break. It's just like if you build something, like say you've got a stick, you could either use the stick or you could be like, oh, it, it, like on screen now. Make a now, big dildo they, sword. Or make a big dildo sword or get a rake and then Perfect. you've got a really long pole Ugh. arm. Um, you can fuse things with your arrows so you can make like ice up. arrows. You can, you can even make a home uh, like seeking missile kind of thing. So you can put an eye on the arrow and the arrow will just auto target for you and stuff like that. So I reckon that's the release UI. Uh, probably. As far as I'm aware, it is basically the exact same engine it is Breath of the Wild, but with more skills and features. I don't believe they have taken anything out. They've literally just expanded on it. So if you're a hardcore Breath of the Wild The Switch ain't a fan, powerful boy. <laughs> I yeah. mean, people really love Breath of the Wild, and I mean, right, I, rightfully so. It's not a it's a great game. I just didn't like it as a Zelda game. That was I hadn't played Zelda since, uh, uh, Wind Walker? Wind Waker? Wind Waker. The ship one. I like Wind Waker a lot. Uh, Twilight Princess, I believe, was my last one. Oh, well, I mean, ne I played the Game played Boy that. ones. I didn't play uh, Skyward Sword, and I I, I did play... That. Well, okay, wait, that was a lie. I just said I played the... I did play Breath of the Wild, because I did. But I never beat it. Um, I just... I Because I, I treated it like Skyrim, like, just like every, you know, or mm. Fallout. Is I, I just kept wandering off like an asshole. And I didn't, I never actually ended up completing the game. I thought the game, game was pretty good at smacking you down when you wandered off where you shouldn't go. I kind of enjoyed that. I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. It was a different way of doing Zelda because usually you can't get there because there's a big rock and you need a fist to get through or whatever. Like Metroidvania. Well, I mean, that's what uh, the older Zeldas was about with that. They, 
landlocked or they locked you into certain areas until you went past like a certain temple because all the next your next tools were in in there and yeah. that's how you could get to the next area even though i guess in some ways like at least in the case of like ocarina you can just like bypass them if you figured if you're creative enough i think and it's a what, bit more than dlc chat chat like is oh, yeah, DLC this, not a new oh game? no this this is a full new game yeah it this looks like a full new game the, the, it's the a full new game it's uh it's a full sequel yeah as far as where it's got like it's in like an entirely new continent um it's still hyrule but it's been completely redone there's like mask and majora like that was the same engine and it's a completely different game yeah so... yeah but that was like a different area entirely it wasn't even in hyrule yeah i think you would oh is it the you... same map i'm pretty sure it's not the same map because got... no it's not it the same it's not the like... same map they use a, uh, they use a lot of the same assets that's what i was referring to yeah so like it's still it's, not, it's, it's not still Hyrule. in hyrule that's, that's what it's I mean. like the yeah. actual continent that you'll be playing okay. on will be different and a lot of it is in the sky it was in well. oh yeah that that was fucking weird i was like what it was the same <laughs> assets so you had the same characters um or they they had the same character models rather and then you know re repurpose them yes yeah, like think... you know you had young and uh, you had the young version and older version of the farm girl and now they're like two sisters in in majora's mask so it was that their way of getting around like you, you know avoiding having to create new assets it worked yeah i'm not sure how much they're recycling assets other than like oh this the... new one is the same oh i have no idea if this is this the same are we referring to this game yeah it doesn't it doesn't oh i don't fucking same. know i'm see again i'm talking on my ass again <laughs> it looks like a sequel it looks like a sequel yeah, it's, it's, it's in supposed the same to be engine. a sequel it's literally in the same engine but everything in the game will be new apart from the skills that you used in the previous game because link i wonder like, how they'll just this. Do you reckon they'll just hand wave? You haven't got all your stuff, start again, or they'll give you an explanation why you don't have your stuff. Maybe no they'll like uh, they'll pull Metroid, where like you start off with all of your, you had all your stuff, but now it's gone. You got to find it again. Yeah, they. I I hate that. I hate it when I they fucking hate that, that too. Don't just don't give it to me. <laughs> they're, it's they're like, like a trope in all the Metroid. You're gonna turn off. It's like, dude, I just spent seventy fucking dollars on this game. Just get me into the game, okay? I'm playing. Just fucking. Uh. That's the thing as well. Seventy dollars. Yeah, Switch game. <laughs> Switch games are not cheap. I get all mine secondhand because it's ridiculous. Mm. Unless there's a sale, digital sale on. Yeah, but I thought we'd just touch on that very quickly. Are you guys? I assume Pope, you're going to be playing it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm still gonna play it. I just haven't been like I like if like I said if I'm being entirely honest, I'm not super excited for it. Mm. But that's just because of like the recent I gave is that I wasn't super crazy about Breath of the Wild as a Zelda game and it's like it doesn't so I haven't been really like keeping up with it but out of obligation I will play it because I feel like I must that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> I bought my switch to play switch exclusive so I should probably play it on release for 70 fucking dollars yeah I, I won't be playing on release I will eventually but I, I need to be playing replace my release. couch card anyway uh, that's why i have this thing I, but i've only just got to animal crossing so <laughs> I don't know, maybe uh, lower expectations on that moving on uh very quickly uh the last of us part one on pc is buggy Ooh. as fuck apparently Ooh, it is, they it have is been quick a, to patch some of these is issues it still there. mostly oh it still hasn't been fixed because i went to go ch i saw that uh like it had released and um i i hadn't had a ps5 yeah, at the time when I was like, oh, hell yeah, it's coming out for PC. That's awesome. 
now that it's out, uh, last I saw, The Last of Us, I saw was, okay, it's up to mixed now. It's not mostly negative anymore, but it was just hardcore 8,000 reviews, mostly negative last I checked. Yeah, wasn't excellent. looking good. They, they did do a, like, a patch to solve didn't some someone issue. Do, um, I think I saw like a screenshot and it felt like it was doctored, but apparently it wasn't that how Joel looked. And it was just really oh, yeah, like PS2 graphics. Loaded. That was weird. Yeah, it was really funny though. <laughs> yeah, it did look a bit jank, but yeah, it was either something on the low quality settings or it was on the uh, the Switch version. Oh, was that or what it was? Like that, but yeah, it looked jank AF. I think it was someone trying. No, I think it was because someone put it on low to play on their Steam Deck. Oh, okay, oh. That's, and that's what it ended up looking like. That's what honestly, if that was like. real, I would have I would have died. That's pretty. That's really funny though. I mean, it is real, but only on low settings or whatever. But or on still, the game should not look like that on low settings. I know. Yeah. yeah. That is once again a console developer not knowing how to port to PC. Exactly. Anytime, anytime when it's a game that was originally on the console, originally developed for the console, it's like this happens every single time it, when it gets ported to PC. It's just so. It's never it actually, done well. It doesn't. It doesn't anymore. Um, developers have gone a lot more savvy about like the size of the PC market. This is like yes, there are ports that suck and don't have they, features. Okay, how about uh, the higher, busted. the more uh, higher profile releases? Like I've noticed it with like Square Enix, it happens. Square you Enix, know, Last of Us, lazy porters, but yeah, um, they're very lot- notoriously lazy. But like, look at um, the, the the all the souls um, from software. Like, they, their ports just got better and better because they understood that they couldn't just go. Oh, there you go. But I, was yeah, it PC a PC or run it? Won't it's not us. But now they they care. Um, this is this from this. I, it now I've obviously been shown cherry picked stuff from this because people are memeing on it. But it looks worse yeah. than the day one of um, Cyberpunk. It, it has been reportedly like diabolically bad for pc like cyberpunk on release was bad but it was playable and it didn't yeah cyberpunk (laughs) was actually a lot more playable on the pc in comparison like i i remember you know canceling having that internal feeling like oh i feel like i should switch to pc and good god the best fucking choice i ever made in my entire life but i mean but that's what i was asking is what in comparison to you know comparing this to like the souls franchise Oh wait, no wait. I you know I was just I was cherry picking um, uh, Elden Ring. I answered my own question. <laughs> Elden, but was, Elden Ring's a great fucking port. That's fucking solid. But I was actually asking, is does that count as a port because it was released at the same time? Well, yeah, because their lead their lead platform was um, okay. That's that's fair. I I, I forgive my ignorance. Yeah, so it, but, it can vary because obviously it was co developed at the same time, but usually. Hmm. The- Usually, if a game is designed to be on console as well, the priority is to make the console version better because that's the one that you can make things easy from, and then you would build on top of that for the PC version. Just the architecture of the newer consoles, uh, a lot of people go, well, PCs are lead, and then we will just tune down some of the graphical things so it'll run on console. I don't know. There's no better way. I I feel like these days, with like the the age of the PS5... I feel like in the age of the PS5 and uh, the what, what the fuck are we on with the Xbox? I don't know. I don't want to have an Xbox. Is it fine on PS5? It the PS5 runs really well. Mm. That's that's what I was trying to say is that there are certain games like for example, um, what is it? Uh, it's 
some of the more the newer releases that are more high fidelity i if it's going to be available on ps5 i'm probably going to opt for that just because like i have a 30 series in my uh as my graphics card for my for my computer but it's just certain games just feel like it might be a better option generally i would say it is five because they, they go with the console if especially if it was developed for the console yeah because they, they only have to obviously meet one set of specifications in terms of right. the hardware that, that all over that's what the I'm, that's why i mean because like before i mean up until recently i only had the uh i only had a 1080 so like a lot of the higher like i remember when i was trying to stream uh resident evil village and even though it looked fine on my end it's just it was so much it was so hot like i don't have a second computer like you do but like for, for streaming so everything's just on the one machine and it was i had to i remember i had to turn it down to like 30 fps in order for it to stop stuttering on my actual stream yeah no oh. I, I had the same problem with diablo 4 recently i actually oh, okay. had to turn aspects of my um stream off so for example i usually have like a frame with two um like health orbs on on the cam frame that fill up okay. when you get donations and followers and shit like that and uh, I had to turn all of that off because if that was on at the same time, the stream would stutter, even though the gameplay for me was absolutely yeah. fine. Well, even the new, the newer one, um, Resident Evil 4, which I, I know we're going to talk about soon, like I was having uh, some stuttering issues that came out. They came out of nowhere, though. That's what was so odd was that the game was running fine. And I had it like I always have, you know, multiple screens pulled up you know, so I could see it on like a computer on another computer um as well as like you know having my own obs and on obs it was looking kind of stuttery and then on another but on the actual stream itself it looked fine mm. so it's really so with higher fidelity games like and these newer releases especially if they've been developed for P, for a console for ps5 for example because that's all i have i'm just going to opt for the ps5 if i can if i have a choice convenience yeah. i mean that's why people use console convenience yeah yeah, it's, it's understandable that a brand new game that they develop from the ground up doesn't run very well. In this case with Last <laughs> of Us, I feel like the game was specifically, like, even the original was, um, like, the, the remaster. Oh, my God. Now I realize they've really the joke released is this game, They've been working on this game for 75 years and it still no, doesn't run. <laughs> but I would, if, to my understanding, the Last of Us franchise was always just developed for the PlayStation. So, yes. I mean, I mean, I'm not defending it whatsoever. I mean, this is, it's unacceptable that it was released in this mm. state. Especially but... with the spotlight they have on it now because of the series. Exactly, because so of the successful. show, yeah. So you'd because think they'd the want to get this nailed. It's like, oh shit, we yeah. just put in this brand new audience who now wants to play our game. Let's give them a mm -hmm. shit game. <laughs> I try to, I, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt and like, you know, possibly it's because this was so, this was such a shoddy release mm. that it's, the game was entirely developed specifically for the PlayStation consoles because the original one came out on uh, PS3 and then they re-released it for PS4 and then they re-released it again on PS5. Yeah. So Speaking it's... of Resident Evil 4, PG, uh, sorry, Pope. <laughs> take the lead how how is it? it it's great i'm only on chapter six right now i was playing it all last week and it's probably one of the best remasters i've or remakes and i've played in a long time mm -hmm. they've they've improved upon the older um you know some of the flaws that were in the gameplay and can in the original like you can actually walk and shoot right. incredible they but they've also improved on the um they, they've made changes to the story or like not so much of the story is like just differences like you can't really go in ex anticipating um you know what the same you know gameplay elements that were already in the original like right. um 
they've very, adapted it to modern t- audiences. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's definitely scary. I think it's scarier. Like the original one wasn't that scary to me, and this one is. Um, I ha- I've only just gotten to the castle, so I'm only in chapter. Wait, when's that chapter six? I don't know. I can't, I always forget. <laughs> um, but I've been very pleasantly, you know, very pleased with it. How many hours uh, have you spent roughly so far? That's an excellent question. Let me go check. <laughs> Would you like to know how long I played the demo for, Brian? How long? <laughs> it's about seven minutes, start to finish. This is the world's shortest demo. It took me it's very short. so much longer to download that than play it. I was like <laughs> annoyed that I spent time downloading that to play it. It's fine. I don't, there was nothing wrong. I was like, oh yeah, I, this is just them going, hey, look, it's good. It does the thing. Remember right. the thing. Did you enjoy that? I don't know what they're doing. It's an advert is what it is. It's not, it's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I have it? a I have 11 hours logged on, um, yeah. but that's obviously, you know, you might want to subtract like, a, you know, maybe two or three for like actual gameplay because, you know, pausing it, right. getting, you know, while I've been streaming and like also I, I'm one of those, I'm really anal about like uh, exploration no, and I still fair. manage to miss, I always still manage to miss things. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the so. same, usually on the first playthrough, I will try and get everything. And you still manage to miss something and you're yeah. like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Apparently they have added like new secrets and new ways to get around things. Oh, one of the ones I saw that was kind of neat. Um, it was like the only it's not really this isn't really a spoiler because it happens in the first in the first chapter. It's actually the demo. Is if you play on a uh, new game plus, apparently if you since you'll have your all, all of your old weapons, you can go to that part where like you're getting swarmed in the village. If you take out your sniper rifle, you can shoot the bell and you can skip the whole area. Right, yeah. And there's just little things like Which that. I was like, that's really neat. That's that's really like that's good attention to detail right there. Yeah. Opens that it up whole to the swarm's just community. a trap anyway. So that's yeah. that's a smart way to just like, hey, you wanna carry on with your new game plus? We you don't need like because that is a set piece to just go, Hey, here's the game. Mm. You, you well, don't like, need real, to play I think all the cutscenes are real time too. So I, I saw there was like you know, other like secrets were like, you know, we're like a. It seems like it's scripted that the guy is going to come out and set a trap if you if you're already preemptively like toss a grenade or something. Yeah, I saw that one. Where it was, that, you yeah, you know what mi- I'm talking about. You launch it's... a mine over and it gets the guy to come out, so you end up skipping the cutscene and then you can just shoot him, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, shit like that. it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. Like speed I mean, I'm, I, yeah, no, there's like geez, some of the speedrunner strats that always get me. But I mean, like all in all, like fantastic remake. I'm very, I'm very pleased with it. Well, I haven't beaten it yet, so I don't, I can't comment on the second half of the game. Um, but I really like it. Well, I, I've not played the demo yet. I have downloaded it as promised, and I will be playing it. But uh, I mean, well, I mean, it, it yeah, the demo, it, the demo time? is very, very short. I, I think I, be, I played it through it three times. I right. think it's clever. It is an advert. It's you can't. You can't say, did I enjoy it? Like, you can't because there's not enough time. Right. It's it's essentially going, hey, here's the thing you remember. Here's how it kind of works now. This is how it looks. This is how it runs. Right. It's kind of like, um, you can buy this and be safe. That's that's what that demo is. Right. It is just, it's like an interactive little trailer for you yeah. to go, okay, this is, I can buy this. But you do get a, a good idea of like how the gameplay is going to be. So when you're playing through the the demo, it's like, does this sound, seem like something that you're interested in? Like, you know, right. for me as like, a, as a returning play, as a returning fan, because I played through all of the main, at least the mainstay games. 
you know, the some I I played through. I was I was going to play through the original before the game came out, but I had uh, other things come up, so that didn't happen. However, when uh, I went and played through it last year, I remember like the first thing I said I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot that you can't move and shoot at the same time. It's the fucking worst, and it's so it's it's so like uh, you know slug like sluggish and like you know." There's all these like gameplay elements that you don't realize were as bad. They're they're not like that optimized at least for today's standards because back in the day that was that was groundbreaking. Yeah, but so. I I think they they tried to make you a bit sluggish, right? To make you scared. And the demo does show that uh, even though you've got more movement and it doesn't feel as stiff, um, you're still scared. You you're not like they, a murder god. In compare, yeah. Well, also, but in comparison, the uh, the demo kind of shows it too. The the swarms, the hordes are like they're like next level in this game. Like in comparison, there's to the so many. It was oh, it dude. was cool, but I it just wasn't through, long enough to enjoy it. I played through chapter two, and there's this area that like you can just. It's the beginning of chapter two. I'm, I'm sure most people know which area I'm talking about, where you can snipe the guys, in you know, at the beginning, and you have to go, you know. It's, solve the puzzle collect the item fetch fetch this and i went down i'm like oh yeah i'll just go and like snipe as many as i can go down knock out the rest you know collect get all the you know get all the loot and then go grab everything once the once the horde dies down they don't stop coming right and i even left at one point and i there's this i even there's a clip of me when i went back i was like i'm gonna go back and get the loot that i left and maybe like I can go like actually properly look around the area. Came back, they're still there, just and they still coming keep out coming. Still, like a they, factory they keep producing. Them. Yeah, yeah. My, it was a very. It's a case of me being greedy. I just really wanted all that loot, and I died miserably. <laughs> but like they don't, <laughs> come, they don't stop coming <laughs> in front of everyone, in front of the internet. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> But yeah, I'll, I'll play the demo and see if it's helpful in making me or allowing me to make an informed purchase decision. And then if I end up getting it, we can talk about it in full. I'd, I'd like to see more of these interactive trailer type things for the game vertical slice short. Yeah. So you know it's not a train wreck. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'd... a fan, even though I'm like, uh, whatever, like I'm actually a fan of them doing that. And yeah. I'd like yeah. to see more AAA. I would um, rather be. Like a proper demo, though, of what is in the game. I, I do, because I want more gameplay out of my free time. But, like, if the option is no demo and you just got to buy the game or this little vertical slice that just... Well, it just comes to you. You go, oh, I'm not going to lose 60 quid here for buying this good game. Good thing about the, uh, the, at least that demo in particular, they added secrets even in that one, too. Like, apparently there was, like, one that if you dropped all of your gear, you emptied your whole gear box, um, uh soup briefcase whatever right before you enter the village and then you turn like go to the right and there's a grate that's actually open that's normally closed and you can go down you'll get like a bunch more you'll get a tmp which gives you like another like avenue of playing through it and then uh some people found out there's like not so much of a konami code but essentially it's you know it's a konami code where you can unlock uh the mad chainsaw mode so they have like other things there other features in it but if cool. instead of unless you just like went straight in and just played through it, so it gave you replayability for a demo, which was really neat for them to That's do. That's more effort than you would expect for exactly. what that was. That's, 
it's cool. It's, no, it's impressive. It's a good concept. I'd like to see that for, for other games because you don't get demos very often. I mean, you do if you play proper games like me that aren't all triple A sheep. <laughs> Um, but no, for those top end, you don't you don't get you don't get your little PlayStation disc where you can get to you know. Sometimes they'll put the whole game on there, and if you hack it, you can play the whole game. There has game. been a, a resurgence of demos in the uh, the last two years. Next Fest is fucking yeah. crushing it yeah. to the point where, like, when I first started covering Next Fest on stream, I'd cover all the games. Now I I can cover like seven percent, if that. Yeah, there's a lot. A hell of a lot. Speaking of a lot, there's more games to discuss. Couch Strike 2 actually got announced by Valve with a very, very informative tweet, which consisted of Counter Strike 2, full stop. That was it. it that, cool. that was their announcement. They were like, yeah, it, it exists. Actually, it does. I, I, like, I'm not a, a huge player of Counter Strike nowadays by any means, but I like what they're introducing to the people who are. Like the the smoke effects, where it can actually react to like bullets and other uh, explosions and stuff like that. And training tools in there as well for like bouncing your nades. There's no um, there's no skybox to bounce your grenades off anymore. You can just throw from one end to the other. Mm -hmm. uh, all I've heard is that the movement is not quite a hundred percent there, um, and it seems like they're trying to recreate most of that kind of game feel mm. from. Um, uh, go so there's probably some work there this is from um uh the war owl i i, I do enjoy i enjoy watching the war owl and he's been playing it a lot and he's like this is this is going somewhere they just need there's something about the movement and i would trust him because he's been playing this game for i would trust him because he's been playing this game yeah. for so long it could use some fine tuning yeah it sounds it sounds like it's it's going to be the next evolution and then there won't be any more because Valve can't count to three yeah i think everyone in our chat's probably made that same joke <laughs> but yeah it's uh and mine have. You're, <laughs> you're slacking boys you're letting the team down but yeah like it it's got a two in the title which means that it's the last version of the game you'll ever see again because it's made by Valve. But yeah i just thought i'd <laughs> like mention that since we obviously had rumors uh in the prior episode but now it's officially a thing I think it's coming into a beta soon. I know some influencers at the moment. Yeah, I think some influencers yeah. have had access, but that's about it. Uh, Redfall um, is in like the preview stage. It's about to come out. A lot of early access reporters and whatnot have got access to it. It's supposed to be one of Xbox's like big games to sell consoles, and apparently, it's very, very okay. Oh. I kind of figured. I, oh, that's upsetting, isn't it? Uh, mm. I miss. I misspoke earlier when I mentioned what I do. I, it, I meant to say transcription, not interpreting. Um, I transcribed for uh, the the announcement for Redfall, and I so when I was working on that, I was like, "This looks fine." Yeah. But the fact that knowing it, it came out, it's like it's a, it's very okay. It does I'm okay look with it okay. Being, it. it looks very okay. Not a bad thing. When, no, no, that's not that's shit. not a negative thing to say. It's mm. saying that. I'm not very impressed, but it, for what it is, it looks kind of neat. Yeah, so not super neat, not awesome. Is it's it a co-op that lives and dies on people getting hooked on that game, right? Yeah. So apparently, you can play it single player. Apparently, it's a bit dull single player. Um, apparently, the AI is very similar to um, the previous game that they recently did. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's it called? It's a weird game for Arcane to tackle. 
Like, it oh, is, but yeah. I think, you know what I think is a lot of, I think it's the same as like Back for Blood. This, this strikes me as like people, there are still developers trying to fill the hole that, you know, lack, we don't have a Left 4 Dead 3, we never got one. Maybe that genre is dead because Darktide's kind of sledging a bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too, is that it's maybe it is a dead genre at this point. Um, but that's what it struck me is when I first, uh, when I was, when I first saw it, is that it reminded me again, like how, you know, Back for Blood was supposed to be a spiritual successor for Left 4 Dead. And then, you know, I kind of got the same vibe from this one, just like even the aesthetics and like the whole setting kind of made me feel that way. You know, it's just something a little different, but, you know, still like a little spooky-ish. Uh, yeah, it, it could be just like the, the genre is just not, you know, it's not necessary. It just looks very, it's, it looks, like I said, it looks kind of neat, but not, you know, Arcane do but good not work. super neat. <laughs> so it's probably competent, but we'll, we'll just have to see, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I feel like if they're steering away from what they know, I suspect they're probably doing it because they're trying to expand, not just in terms of a studio, but in terms of audience. And they've gone a bit more into the unknown for them. And mm -hmm. thus it's not meeting yeah. the usual arcane quality that we would expect. That's possible. That is yeah. highly possible. Yeah, I mean, Arcane's a really good developer, too. I mean, it's, it's funny because, like, this is, like, the genre that I kind of, like, really enjoy. Just, you know, immersive um, co-op. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, that's what um, they make, isn't it? Arc Arcane do immersive sim. I fucking love immersive. Oh, no, sim. I meant like the. This I meant what Redfall is. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Red, you know, Redfall. It's, it's, I like co-op gameplay. I love playing with my friends, and yeah. that's what it, like Left 4 Dead. I still to this day play Left 4 Dead too. And I like being lonely playing immersive sims. So for me, there's not much here, <laughs> but it's Arcane. I, I'm I'm like torn. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I mean, shame. I'll check it out when it's on sale. <laughs> Oof. That, this is horrible, right? It's not, because it's I mean, I'm not. That's not an game. insult. And we're that's like, not an insult to the game. I, I, it's just I know. Well, it, I mean, there's so many new. Not really, because it, like I said, it looks kind of neat, but it doesn't seem like something I want to be spending. How much mm. are you, buddy? Seventy dollars on like yeah. at this moment. Mm -hmm. I don't want to like. It doesn't seem like something I'm. I'm really? personally interested in spending seventy dollars on. And I have played Prey. I have played Deathloop. I played some. I played Arcane Games, and I, they are a very competent developer this is just not something that i would i would say that i was you know on the edge of my seat people didn't like to death come loop, out. did they i i wasn't too crazy about it i loved death loop i, I like the idea i love the idea of it i wasn't i i i got to a certain point and i don't remember why i stopped playing but like it i didn't hate it i just Maybe I, I got turned me into a murder god, and it's also got this weird arcane vibe of, oh, what about the thing? You got to do the thing, and the, I, I vibe with My that game so hard. And then I found out <laughs> that people didn't like it. I'm like, really? So the thing with Deathloop, it was generally liked. The discourse for a lot of it was it probably didn't deserve a lot of the accolades that they got, or people didn't think it deserved a lot of the accolades that it got. They thought it was a decent mm -hmm. arcane game which is a good game by other mm. standards but like, yeah do we just hold arcane up there as one of the greats and if they if all the games aren't legendary it's like uh well like the, i would say there's criticisms that can be made about deathloop like the ai people are saying the ai in oh, uh, red force very, very similar so they just like run at you and things like that they're not very clever ai um so you've got that aspect of it Personally, I have yet to play Deathloop. I think it does look cool. Um, I did look at it with the 
perspective of oh it's an arcane game is probably going to be good and just haven't gotten around mm. to playing it uh with redfall I... I just don't have the interest in it personally mm. i checked it out um my like a friend of mine gave me access to their library that's how i played it and i was like oh hell yeah i wanted to check this out and it was i liked it i just don't remember why i stopped playing <laughs> i actually and enjoyed I, feel, I feel oh they did ghostwire to did they do ghostwire tokyo too no no no, okay, the Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo is in a bundle. So when I looked at this page, no, definitely not. <laughs> so they, they released new content for Ghostwire Tokyo, right? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. The I, boring gunplay. Uh, I think it's just <laughs> more I, missions and shit. Yeah. I really want to love that game. What I recall. Yeah. It's free DLC. I'm so sad about it because everything was great and the, the visual storytelling and the the world and the ideas and the creativity on display. And then the gameplay was like shit. It was, it was pretty so mediocre. <laughs> it sucks because like yeah. I, I remember seeing the trailer and I thought it looked pretty awesome. I, I thought it looked really awesome. And then I went in and I was like, oh, yeah, this is really a fun to play now, is it? The vibe <laughs> took me to complete that game because yeah. the, the, especially Maybe. when it's made by the same devs. I, that I made love the, the approach to uh to Japanese horror. It, it's oh, they made the evil win. That probably explains why the gunplay is shit. And they made high fi rush as <laughs> yeah. well. I mean, I don't still, I'm great. I, I love. See, I loved Evil Within. I love both. I, I, both of them were great. Um, well, actually, no. When I played the first one, it was more of like a. I, I always wondered why I hated myself that I kept playing it. But yeah, you know that makes sense with the gameplay. That now that you pointed that out, it's like yeah, okay. Mm. Gunplay wasn't really the best. It wasn't the strongest. But it should have been. It had so much there. But it was. Uh, it was such a cool game. It was. Such I, a I cool still recommend game. it because it's so creative and the, the spookiness. And yeah, that, that's why really I wanted cool to play. It was the creativity behind. It's not it. like not... The, the gameplay is like this is unplayable. It's not unplayable at all. It's like you know Spec Ops the line. Its gunplay was just bog standard boring. Yeah. That was because they, they were tuning the me mechanics in with the story. But let's just say you didn't quite understand that. Like, like the Uncharted it, series. Gunplay is shit, but the rest of the game's like sound. Well, my is understanding it? with with uh, Spec Ops Lime was that they wanted it to play like every, you know. Any yeah, other, they, like, it was you know, purposely uh, done we were, by that, like that. They did it on purpose. But, mm. you know, a lot of, but unfortunately, I got... You know, now more people know about it. Yeah, like, in that I case, I think that was like that was intentional. Ghostwire Tokyo, like it's such a creative game. It looks beautiful. It does. And every so screenshot. Yeah, it's so, and when I remember watching, look at the trailer the first time, I was like, oh, that game looks so cool. The approach to Japanese horror. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. Arcane's new game is so underwhelming. We're talking about a different game. <laughs> That's why I've just been nodding and smiling this entire time. So I'm like, when... <laughs> sorry, Brian. No, no, no. I'm there's... sorry. This is. Well, oh, no, this this is, is I, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, guys, this was my fault. I went to look at the Deathloop, um, Deathloop, uh, uh, store, store page. Oh my god, I can't even talk now. I'm like. <laughs> And I looked down and it said, complete your collection by Deathloop plus Ghostwire Tokyo bundle. And I was like, my brain, I did, I forgot that Tango worked on Ghostwire. I was like, Nark can't do that. Yeah. No, not true. And it was I, just I weird loved where it went. It tickled me. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's how it's middle like, of the oh, road let's talk about this cooler us. game. <laughs> Speaking of games, you know then, yeah. oh, there is two more that I'd like to briefly touch on. Okay. One of them is not actually a game that exists, but. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ronin is allegedly rumored to be a thing. 
if you're not familiar, that was a, a run of comics about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where all but one of the turtles was murdered. And then the one that Ooh. survives just becomes like all of them. He uses all of their weapons. You don't know which one he is. He just goes all samurai Ronin shit and just like that's the comic. And they're apparently going to allegedly make a game on that format. Interesting. I don't People give a massive shit Raphael. about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that does sound cool. What? It's like, fine. I'm, not, I'm, making, I'm joking. Do we know I'm anything like, big, about this, Brian, or is this just like, I know oh, nothing about this. we're going to make this game? People say they're going to make games all the time. System Shock is still not out, Brian. Yeah, but you'll have it like in three more months' time or whatever. <laughs> but no, it, it, is, it is a rumor, but it's a rumor that a lot of people are like, ooh, that would actually be sick. And as someone who isn't that invested in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe, even I'm like, that does sound pretty sick. Could you imagine? Playing like I'm a dark, gritty <laughs> Ninja Turtles. I think that actually be a really cool spin. Not oh no, until... I've already signed up for this. I I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I grew up with it. Fair, fair. I I I'm not on that. Train oh god, it's apparently going to be a God of War style. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I mean, God of War cool. or I love you some God of War. I yeah, no, one hundred percent in, baby. So the the quote was something like, "Oh, it's going to be like this." Was an, an exec that said this? Oh, it's going to be like a God oh. of War game. So that could mean anything. It, it means it's probably in the, they third. said in the vein. Well, at least that's yeah, what Polygon it, it, is saying. Yeah, but God means of War is two different things to different people. I'm, to me, it's well, that PlayStation 2 murder god thing. I want to be a murder god turtle. I mean, I mean yeah, that would interest me. <laughs> I, but I wouldn't put too much stock into the choice of words he used. I, I think basically he was saying it's an over-the-shoulder third-person camera action RPG. So let me Basically. let me imagine a god a god of a Kratos turtle, okay? That yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's gonna it, be very it be over the shoulder third person for sure. Like that's it won't what even come about. out. It's gonna yeah. be like TMT God of War. The, the good Dark things Knight away. Rises. Peachy. Somebody wrote Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ronin question mark on a sheet in front of a bunch of executives, and that's as far as it has gone. And they, someone has said that so they can see if they can make money on it. Maybe. And not enough people are going to be like, ooh! But they, the thing is, they will. Because they they released the Cowabunga collection, and I, I mean, I was one of, like, there are people who really love the Ninja Turtles franchise. I love I love Ninja Turtles games. The, the Switch I think, one? I think it'll do well, because we have... Uh, oh revenge. yeah, the newer one, Shredder's Revenge. I played that on oh. PC. Oh, Get the shit out of that one because <laughs> it was Streets of Rage. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, and then like you know the Cowabunga Collection came out, and I played all I played all those growing up. But I'm I'm stoked. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it, but like, I'm let me, hopeful. I'm taking my opportunity to be like, I'm stoked now if that's true. If it's true that they're going to go like wild and now make this like dark and edgy, which I'm not super crazy I'm about. I'm sorry I attacked the multi million billion dollar company. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be very good. And he didn't just say God of War because that was the new hotness. But, well, I mean, it I'm is a, sure. but it's going to be a hot turtle. Hmm? <laughs> okay, you lost me there. <laughs> it, could be a, it could be a sensual turtle. They tried to make a hot turtle with boobs before it was weird. Maybe for you. It was on the cartoon. Get with the times, Peachy. 
We want I'm, turtles with titties Brian, now. Brian, stop trying to make me fuck turtles, okay? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Titty Turtles. I want to be in your club. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Titty Turtles. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to this last game. Because turtles and titties. I'm sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> all good, all good. We all went in on that same joke, don't worry. But um, uh, it's mo it's mostly for time. But um, this this last game, you guys have heard of Hyperlight Drifter, right? Mm-hmm. This is Hyperlight Breaker. Oh yeah, this looks so cool. Where they've basically taken the game from a another well, the game from the same universe, but was like a two D two point five D game, and then they've yeah, this looks this. awesome. The music, looks everything looks so good. The same folks who made Risk of Rain as well, which originally was like a 2D game and then they made it 3D and yeah. got quite a cult fo following. So it looks like they're going to do yeah. the same magic, hopefully, with a high flight breaker. Dude, that camera position is what would make me want to try Hyperlight. It looks very, very good. The music yeah. in the trailer sounds beautiful. I can imagine taking shrooms and playing that and it would be so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely looks like. But it it's already like sick. a shroom trip, so it's fine. You yeah. don't need it. It's, just, shrooms, just, it's a shroom trip without the shrooms. Just don't stand up, like unexpectedly, up. and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be absolutely no. fine. But, um, no, no, the water. It's the same. I'm in hyperlight now. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you two wanted to uh, to discuss? Real quick, quick, um, uh, Balkan, Warhammer Balkan, the boomer shooter, um, has been getting a lot of press with a lot of different people, so I think we're going to see a release date soon on that. And that's all i got to say about that, because I'm always right about Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, just to follow up on that, um, I added it to the uh, the doc, the agenda, just in case uh, Peachy hadn't seen it, because it's basically his game. It's boomer it's shooter It's made for meets. me, right? It's a it's Warhammer. Warhammer. in Warhammer. It does genuinely look quite fun, though. It's uh, something I might check out. If they do a yeah. demo, I'll be all over it. So, uh, yeah. It looks great. It looks beautiful. I was love that? that art style. Anything else anyone wanted to uh, discuss? Not for me. We all good? In that case, let's do some shout-outs. Pulp, tell us about yourself. I am Pulp Fictionally. I'm a former instagram mom turned variety streamer on twitch going under pulp fictionally all one word with the exception of twitter where i'm plop fictionally because someone took my name rude poochie i'm peachy pixelate i have multiple instagram accounts and i can't remember which is my actual one at this point i'm afraid to ask so follow me on twitter or twitch peachy pixelate and finally it is i brian the pirate i can be found everywhere in your cupboard everywhere for on uh, brian the pirate on all platforms i will uh, be streaming the seven minute resident evil 4 demo tomorrow probably at some point and then <laughs> likely move into some uh, last epoch thereafter if you haven't already i highly recommend you follow us on all platforms so we're on uh, twitter we're on itunes or apple podcasts we're on spotify we're on youtube which is uh a very good place to watch these if you can't watch them live. Thank you to my co-hosts. You've been beautiful. I've been great. Thank you to those watching. Farewell. We'll remember you. See you next time. Bye.